Welcome to the Jornaya Talks Mortgage Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Eshelman, uh, Head of Consumer Finance at Jornaya, and uh, excited today to be joined by Owen Ron of First United Bank Mortgage. Owen, we go, we actually go way back. It's, uh, I was looking to see, uh, we initially kind of got connected in 10 years, it was 10 years ago, it was 2010. And um, in kind of a funny way, uh, you and I, and I think our first or second conversation found out that we are, we're cousins, second cousins, third cousins. I don't know. It's something along those lines. Uh, so how are you doing cousin? <laughs> <laughs> great. Great. Yeah. Good. Just, uh, I'm kind of an introvert working from home anyway. So, you know, this is all kind of not too unfamiliar territory. So yeah, it's yeah, good, I, to, good to connect with you on these different, uh, career paths. Yeah, it's, it's funny with, I'm used to working from home too. I'm used to traveling quite a bit more. I'm usually on the road um, quite extensively. And when I'm not on the road, uh, I'm working uh, from my house in, in Los Angeles. But uh, one thing I've noticed that's changed a decent amount is uh, people are, are more willing to, on a video conference call, actually turn on their camera yes. and have a video call with you. And, you know, I have a 17 month old, so uh, every once in a while on calls, you know, I'd, I'd have him screaming in the background or doing something before it's kind of one of those, like jump on the mute button. I can't have, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be nervous about that. Now it's just way more widely accepted that, Hey, we're all, yep. we're all humans. We're all working from home. We're, you know, we're doing what we can and, and this is who we are. So, um, it's been interesting during this pandemic to, yeah. uh, to see that. It's change. not a zoom call unless a dog barks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I want to think. So you want to have a dog from here? So, well, I have been on a uh, on a video call where a cat did jump up on the desk and start walking across, and yeah. and, and the guy was just like, "Why well, might do that? It's sleeping right here." <laughs> we'll sleep. Um, well, Owen, give us a quick background on on you know who you are and and your career path and. Uh, and a little bit about, uh, you know, what you're doing today and, and then, you know, excited to jump into some good conversation about uh, open houses, what it's like during this pandemic. We're in two different areas of the country. Um, right. And so we can get into some of those differences in what we've seen, but give, uh, you know, give us some background on, on who you are. Sure. Um, I started in the mortgage business uh, in 1992 with Citibank in St. Louis. Uh, and then for they were going through a restructuring and uh, basically laid off everybody in St. Louis. And they said, well, if you know, you can find a job with Citibank somewhere else, we'll, uh, we'll keep you on board. So I said, well, I've always wanted to be in sales. So I was a jump to Houston where I had been before and uh, started knocking on realtors doors as a loan officer. So that was in early nineties, uh, went to another bank from there and started my own company in 94 and kind of grew that, you know, a couple guys in a copy machine and brokering deals to Interfirst. Um, and then in, uh, we, you know, and then the internet kind of happened and we hooked on to LendingTree and we were one of the first LendingTree 25 lenders. Um, in, so that was probably 98, 99. And then, then you could grow. So then we could hire people, put them in, you know, cubicles or work from home, feeding them leads and, and that was kind of the early days of the consumer direct world and when it was still pleasant, I think, for consumers and they would be excited if we call them within an hour and we'd all be amazed that we could close a deal in another state 
Um, and then we uh, got on the Costco. The first Costco plat platform was with Lending Tree. So we got on that. We continued to grow, mostly a paper, mostly purchase. Uh, so we made it through the the quagmire of the subprime issues in 2008, 2009. Um, and then we sold that. So that was, so most of our business was consumer direct. The company was called RMC Vanguard. And we sold that in 2013 for a number of different reasons. Bounced around a couple of places since then, leading a group, managing people, and uh, decided uh, for, and was helped with the decision uh, that maybe management wasn't the best for me. And so I, always like sales and so I said well heck I'm just gonna write out my career uh, I you know if I it's a loan officers a great job I mean if you can figure out how to get your referral base up uh, which I've kind of had over the years and have been working hard to uh, grow it um, it's a great job you know it's pretty flexible and you're dealing with people and it's a you get to bat a lot and then um, there isn't you know if you do your job there isn't a whole lot of I don't have to attend a lot of meetings and that kind of stuff. So uh, it's been good and you can work from home. So that's kind of what I'm doing now with First United is uh, street loan officer, all referral base, you know, get business from realtors and networking and builders, stuff like that. About fit today, we're I'm 50-50 purchase, refi. Um, seems like refi is kind of slowed lately, even though rates are low, but purchase here in Houston anyway is still is uh, took a little bit of a hit in March and early April, but it's, it's rocking. So that's and me. It's interesting. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting. You touched on the, the purchase business doing really well for you. I mean, it, I have plenty of conversations with people who are, you know, rocking the refinances right now, given where rates are at and, and purchase has really been, uh, you know, pushed down in terms of, you know, the right. split that they're doing and, um, you know, maybe 80, 20 or something along those lines, 80% uh, refi is typically what I hear, but it kind of speaks to the amount of referral business that, that you're doing. But you and I were speaking last week and, you know, as I mentioned, I'm in Los Angeles. Um, it, it sounds like it's a totally different world than, than Houston with respect to how, um, you know, the home buying and the home selling process is taking place during this pandemic. And, and what I had mentioned, what I'm seeing is in and around Los Angeles, there's a PED form, P-E-A-D, that both parties have to sign for every event that someone's gonna walk in and view the house. So if I wanted to go see a house, uh, and there's no open houses right now, uh, no open houses, it's, it's closed off. You have to schedule an appointment and, uh, and see the property through uh, an appointment. And this PED form, essentially says that you're going to wear a mask, you're going to wear booties, you're going to wear gloves. Um, the house should have been wiped down and, and clean. Um, but you are taking a risk by stepping into essentially an uncontrolled environment to, you know, to, for COVID-19. And it's, I mean, it's one pager, but every single, oh, and you're only allowed to have two people in the house at a time which means the realtor is actually standing outside when oh, really? you and a spouse are going through and viewing the property. Um, so, it, I mean, it's a, it's a very tightly controlled process. And I did see one house where there was actually a, a line of about uh, six groups, you know, waiting for the next group to be finished to actually oh, wow. go in and see the house. So, um, 
it's pretty wild. It's changed dramatically. Who knows how long that type of experience will continue as, as things begin to open back up. But uh, you were saying how you experienced something quite different when you went to drop off uh, some information at an open house. Touch on that in yeah. the Houston area. Yeah. So uh, um, I had some flyers to drop off at an open house for an agent I work with and uh, walk, you know, kind of have my mask. Like, are we wearing masks here or not? And um, there was no forms to sign. And I kind of walk into the, uh, there's a three-story townhome. So I walk in and I hear people upstairs. So I'll go upstairs and there's two couples and the agent and there's no masks and there's no hand sanitizer. There's no forms. Uh, it was an empty house. So maybe that was a, a condition or something, but uh, yeah, we're all acting like we're, it's over and people are, you know, there's no, no really restrictions and you know, all the Facebook realtor things that are in your, that are local, you know, we're proclaiming, you know, open house weekend, you know, homes are open. And there was a article through the Houston Chronicle that uh, there was more open houses this Memorial Day weekend than there were last year, you know, so it's, uh, uh, it's kind of scary. And, you know, we, we live in the inner city and there's lots of bars and restaurants and they all, you know, I'm still kind of hunkered down at home. Uh, but a lot of, it seems like a lot of people just are cavalier about it and, you know, going on about their business. And, and we've been busy with uh, purchase, you know, doing prequels and people asking for quotes and how is this, you know, it's, it's busy. So, and more, yeah. I would say more so than two months ago, more so than last year this time. You know, we're, we're, we're starting to see some stuff um, slowly open up out here and you know i'm kind of curious to see how uh, i've heard home prices in los in the los angeles area have stayed propped up uh seemingly because there are fewer houses that have been put up for sale because of the pandemic and even though the demands dropped off a little bit supply has dropped way off right um so i'm wondering if when things do really start to open back up are we going to see kind of a flood of houses you know, come back in. And, and if that's the case, you know, at that time, what's that going to look like from an open house perspective or visits? So I'm curious to see how, how all this plays out. Um, but talking about, um, you know, your business has been doing really well. Um, I've had conversations with others about how pipelines are just incredibly large right now. The mortgage business is cranking. We see people hiring all over the place to keep up with the demand. Uh, you, I mean, you, you were just mentioning, uh, we'll give the example that you were giving and, and the way that you kind of gave it with, with the coal, uh, shoveling coal onto the conveyor belt. Yeah. Well, there were the, or the, the wrath that the mortgage snake swallowed mm -hmm. slowly making its way through the, through the snake. But, uh, yeah, we, we, um, we just, I always used to say to the loan officers that their job is to shovel coal on the front of the conveyor belt and don't follow your coal down the conveyor belt to see if it closes, just keep shoveling coal. Um, and uh, what happened with these rates dropping, right? You know, I think end of March was a nice rate drop before the couple of weeks where the Fed had to drop things to zero. Uh, we had a huge amount of locks on refis. And so just a ton of coal was dumped on the conveyor belt. And now our operations is having to work with that and you know kind of filter out well what's a purchase deal because we're still committed to 30-day closings on purchases uh and what's a refi deal and trying to keep both pipelines or the conveyor conveyor belts uh 
you know, moving. Um, but that's, so, so every mortgage company is having to deal with that. And some of them do a better job than that. And some of them mix purchase and refi and everything gets fouled up. Um, but we've done a good job. We're, we're maintaining our purchase. We're purchase focused. And that's kind of how you, you know, that's the purchase is the bread and butter and refi is the icing on the cake. Um, and if, if you think that refi is your bread and butter, then that's a very risky kind of business model. Um, but I think that the, unfortunately kind of the, the appraisers are, are the kind of the, what we're finding is the bottlenecks because they're doing appraisals for, they, they don't say, oh, I only do purchase appraisals and I don't do refi appraisals. So appraisers are really swamped and that's kind of causing the, a little bit of a, a lag, too much of a lag, unfortunately, for, for our industry and we're having to deal with that. But, um, and then I think, I think, you know, the, having the virus uh, is an easy excuse that a lot of lenders can point to and to say, you know, hey, look, things are fouled up, not only because we're really swamped, but hey, there's this virus. And now all the people that used to work in an office now are working from home. And some of them are good at it. And some of them, you know, have kids crawling all over them and, and other obligations. So that's kind of kicked the industry in the, in the behind. So, yeah, it's kind of a, this perfect storm of, you know, with rates being down, which is great. Uh, you have a flood of business coming in, flood of business coming in is difficult enough to manage during normal times um, because you have to figure out where staffing is going to be. You have to figure out how to prioritize your pipeline, which loans right. to work on um, at, at which time you have to make sure you're hitting those closed escrow dates on the purchases, but now throw in the wrench of, having to work from home and transition to that fairly new. Um, right. You know, I, I remember I was talking to my sister uh, who's not in the mortgage industry, but you know, she, she has, uh, she has three kids and you know, one's in high school, uh, another in elementary, another in, in TK, but it's, they're all having to do essentially homeschooling through zoom classes and all that other stuff. She has to balance work and her kids getting their schoolwork done. So that's it's a whole nother dynamic to it but um you know i think people are are learning pretty quickly um and uh and, and how are you guys how are you dealing with it as a loan officer uh how are you watching to make sure close of escrow dates are getting done or are communicating with the rest of your team well you know i work from home and i don't have i don't have a lot of distractions here kids are i'm an empty nester um so and i just work a lot of hours i mean you know we're looking at the pipeline every day where's this loan where's that loan uh working with our ops people uh hey we got this date coming up you know so so we're you know knock on wood i haven't missed a, a purchase closing on the and the refis the people that are you know my clients they're you know because of the i think it's a little different with from a, coming from the consumer direct world there wasn't quite the connection to to the consumer that I have as a retail, because I've got a, you know, there was a referral to me or I knew the person. So I can call them and say, hey, hang on, you know, you know, be patient, we'll get things done. Where back in the consumer direct world, when I was in that world, you know, in that industry, consumers weren't as connected to their loan officers. I mean, it was tough for a loan officer to, to build a connection. There's no visual, there's no history, there's no referral other than coming through LendingTree or Zillow or wherever those come from. Um, so it's been a lot easier to maintain the pipeline on in the retail world than it was in the, in the consumer direct world, I think. 
know, does that make sense? That probably makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, we've always seen too that whenever you have uh, a referral or you know something that comes from a realtor, I mean, they're just a stickier loan. The, the pull through rate on those are substantially higher than in the consumer direct world. Um, yep. the, to give a consumer direct example, um, actually, that we had a loan officer when I ran marketing. You know, we had about 115 loan officers or so at our peak. Uh, one particular loan officer stands out to me because he was crushing it in uh, the state of Colorado. Whenever he got matched up with the lead in the state of Colorado, he did incredibly well. So I would prioritize those leads going to him. And when I sat down with him and, and asked him, how was it that he had such success with Colorado specifically? He said, oh, I grew up in Colorado. So when I started speaking to these people and I realized, you know, he's like, I lived in the Boulder area. I lived in the Denver area. You know, I just connect about, you know, the places that I go and hang out and go visit and stuff. And so that rapport got built and his pull through rate was substantial through that. So that's kind of the consumer direct version of, yeah. of I think what, what you're saying is, um, yeah, on the referral base, it's much easier to establish a connection with someone and have easy open dialogue. Um, yeah, I think when we started in consumer direct, we were thinking, you know, we're going to we're going to crush retail because we're so much you know better pricing and more efficient and all that kind of stuff and and uh you know being on this side it was like oh oh yeah i, sh I should never have been so you know foolish to think that so i mean there's there's room for both that kind of thing there's just like there's room for brokers and banks and you know private mortgage companies and mortgage bankers but um and they have their own business you know everybody has their own business model that works but uh, it's tough to take away market share from that those other you know from somebody that's already there so yep yep sure thing um well great i mean this was this was fantastic i think uh, if there's anything else you want to touch on i mean we could we could definitely jump into it but um no, I, th I think i think we're good I, I appreciate you uh you reaching out and having me on the show and i guess we'll see you at the next family reunion whenever that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was, I was gonna say it was great catching up with you last week and i'm glad we decided to jump on and uh and do an episode it was great having you here and uh, and yeah we're i'm gonna have to pin down exactly how we are connected because it had something to do with uh family Western in iowa, iowa. Yep. Yeah. that's my yep. mom's maiden name so yeah we're, we're gonna have, we'll figure that out i gotta get that documented for my family uh, <laughs> Owen, it was, it was great having you on. Thank you very much for joining the Jornaya Talks Mortgage Podcast. And until next time. Sure. Thanks very much. Appreciate it.